Hey, I'm Pastor Mike, and thank you so much for taking time to check out this message. And I hope that it inspires you. I hope it pushes you either towards a relationship with Jesus or further along in your relationship with Jesus. But we would never want this message to replace the reality of what it means to be involved with a local church. Although I'm excited that you're checking this out and I, and I hope it speaks to you, let me encourage you that you need to be involved in a local body. There's something to the fact that you need to be under the authority of the spiritual lead of a pastor and involved in a community that can push you uh, further along. We are meant to be in community. So enjoy this message, but let me encourage you to be seeking an opportunity to be involved with a local church. Well, Merry Christmas again, everybody. How you doing tonight? Everybody good? So, so cool. So cool. If you did not receive a guide, our ushers have them. Raise your hand. They'll be happy to bring you one. You need a pen. There's some notes in there. I'm not going to teach for too long tonight because I know I want you to get on with the family things that you've got going on. Um, but God put something on my heart to go along with the series we've been doing, uh, which is called Travel Light. And uh, what we've been talking about is during the Christmas season, uh, what does it mean for us in our lives to travel light, to get away from all the stuff and the things of this world? And so tonight I want to talk about something. I want to talk about letting go of control. How many of you would say you're somebody that you have a little bit of tendency to be a little bit of a control freak? Any of my control? Wow, we got quite a few of us in here. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, how many of you would say there's at least something in your life that you really are trying to control pretty hard right now? Is that a pretty good bit of you? Let me ask it this way. How many of you are sitting next to someone? No, don't do that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Right? I'm just kidding. Uh, don't do but, but, but let me just say this. If you're sitting next to someone and you felt tempted to lift their hand, then God's going to speak to you tonight. Are you tracking with me? Are you following right? And so, but anyway, let me read to you. I want to just jump into the story of... Um, of Mary. I want to talk about Mary tonight just a little bit. So I'm going to jump right into Luke 1, 26. It says this, listen to this about Mary. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, which was Mary's cousin, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth to a village in Galilee to a virgin named Mary. Now stop for a second because I like to try to frame my mind when I'm thinking about scripture and what it actually is. So most of your scholars believe that Mary is somewhere in the range of like 13 to 14 maybe 15 years old at the most. All right, so I want you to picture a 13-year-old teenager, right? A 14-year-old teenager in this scenario, and an angel appears, right? And if she doesn't say an expletive, she says something, right? I mean, an angel shows up in your room. Come on, somebody, right? Like, you don't just go, oh, hey, what's up? Okay, like there's, there's, a, there's probably some kind of reaction, but, but catch this. So this angel appears to Mary, and she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Look at the next two. Confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Anyone here ever been confused and disturbed? 
You may have never had an angel show up in your room because that would be a little confusing and disturbing, but I'm sure there's something, and maybe even some of you right now have something in your life that's a little confusing. Something that maybe has got you, that doctor's report, the finances right now, the struggle through the holidays, you know, it's that whole thing of you want to take off and do the family thing, but if you take off work, you don't have the money you need to, right? I mean, the whole struggle, the reality of of what it is to, to confused and disturbed. And it is this whole feeling of, I need to fix this. I, I, I need to understand this. I need to, and the word is control, right? I, I, I'm trying to get my bearings. And so you can imagine the, Luke, uh, the, the angel goes on and says this to her. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, which I just kind of think like, are you serious right now, bro? You just showed up in my room. Anyway, don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus and he will be very great and we be called the son of the most high. And Mary asks the angel, yeah, she's got a question, but how can this happen? Because I'm a virgin. And the angel replies, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and will be called the Son of God. And Mary went, I don't think so. Or at least that's what I picture, right? I picture some of the responses I picture is like, oh no, I'm not going to be fat in my wedding dress. I already bought my wedding dress. Like these are some of the the things that we would think in that moment of just like, what are you talking about? I'm going to be pregnant, but wait, I'm a vert, but but what's Joseph going to say? And what's, I mean, you can only imagine the confusion and, and disturbed, right? On a level that maybe some of us have never felt and what that would feel like in that moment. But check Mary's real response. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. That's, that's the version from the New Living's translation. There's another translation called the ESV, and, I, and, it's, and it's not in your notes, but I just want to read the words to you. This is the way that it reads. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. I am your servant. And then she quotes the Beatles. Let it be to me according to your word. Right? And so I want to talk to you tonight a little bit about control. Now, there's probably plenty of us here that don't think we're controlling. Right? I'm not that controlling. I'm just aggressively helpful. Right? I just, I'm just, I'm just right. Come on, somebody. Right? Right? Can I get an amen from the ladies? Like, I, I'm just right. Right? And, 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 and so we have this struggle because we're, we're trying to influence our kids. What they wear, their hair, what they're going to make on the ACT, what major college they're going to go to. You know, every once in a while, I look at my girls and say, Jesus loves you and I have a plan for your life. Right? Because we all struggle with that scenario. Maybe it's with your spouse, where they go, how they drive. Do you finish their sentences? Right? This, this, this incessant, maybe it's the way we control our image. And the perfect way to do that is social media. Right? Because I can create what I want you to think my life is. I can give you a filtered version. I can take the picture 14 times. Some of you guys sent out Christmas cards, pictures of your family, and you looked so wonderful. But nobody knows you almost got a divorce over that day. Nobody knows you actually thought about, I got three, two would be good if I just knocked this one off, because I can't, right? 
And then all of a sudden, everybody, 14 tries later, smiles at the right time. Hashtag blessed. Come on, this is, this is our life, right? We're trying to control. The, the, the more we try to control, the more we're afraid of losing control. And the more afraid we are, the more we try to control. Right? Like, like that's, that's this ongoing, this desire inside of us. And, and what I want you to hear tonight, it's so important for us to grasp, is our desire for control is a lack of faith. A desire for control is, is a lack of, of who God is. When we overestimate our ability to control, we underestimate the power of God. We underestimate who He is and what He wants to do with our life. And so I've got one big major point I want to give you tonight. And this is it. You don't always have the power to control everything in your life. Amen? But you always have the power to surrender. You always have the power to surrender. And if God is God, like if he really did send this angel to this teenage girl and God really did get into a human body and spend time here on earth and Jesus grew and he died for our sins and he's got all things worked out. Scripture says to us that that he had the days of our lives numbered before we were even born. If he's got all that laid out, faith is the trust of who he is. Now, it would be easy for us to look at Mary's story and go, well, yeah, she's Mary. Like they, like they got statues of her and stuff. Right? But we're judging Mary from today's as opposed to looking at her as a 13, 14 year old teenage girl. That's just like you and I that has the same struggles, the same hurts. Matter of fact, when she lived, there was more pressure to marry well. Right? And she was an average girl. Ladies, ladies just want a few things out of a man. Right? Just a handful of, I made a small list of things that I think women are looking for in a man. Strong, handsome, charming, nice car or nice donkey in Mary's team. Good job, bright future, strong hands, but a soft heart. Close to his mom, but not a mama's boy. Bold yet humble, decisive and yet flexible. Well-groomed, but not soft, right? Fit, but never the whole shirtless selfie on social media. For God, please stop doing that, men. God's going to judge you for that, I'm telling you now. Do you understand? Right, right. Big goals and yet easygoing. Feel safe, but maybe a little bit dangerous. Come on, ladies. Provide a secure future, a secure future, lead, not dominate, confident and caring, loves old movies, walks on the beach and chocolate covered strawberries. Just a few things ladies want, right? You don't expect that much, right? And Mary didn't expect that much. She just wanted to meet Mr. Right and get the, the perfect Instagram pose on Bethlehem Bridge with the proposal, right? A perfect little shot. Maybe they were going to get married and she already had pictures. Come on, some of you ladies know. You meet that guy and it starts getting, you know, looks like it's going somewhere. And you know it's like really going somewhere because you're like practicing his last name in cursive for your signature. Listen, listen. I'm picking on the ladies right now. But really when we think about what, what agenda have you laid out 
Like, what, what things are you trying to control? And yet, here's what I would say to you. Maybe, just maybe in 2020, God's going to send a sort of an angel. He's going to send a different message. He's going to send a different opportunity or challenge for you to consider doing it his way as opposed to our own way. And the question is, will we be disturbed and confused? Right? We wanted two kids. And then that bonus one showed up. Or we wanted kids and then we couldn't conceive. Right? Now it's, it's a whole another struggle. I mean, these major events that are happening, health challenges that we deal with inside of us, relational issues, the kids are fighting, I'm burning dinner. Okay, it's the holidays. Right? The kids are fighting, I just burnt dinner, my drunk uncle's coming over and he's always interesting to deal with. Right? This, this, this thing that's inside of us. And I, what I want us to grab tonight from Mary and what I want you to hear is that God is the only one that has control of all things. And I think, this is, this is just Mike's opinion. I think there's one present that Jesus would like to, us to give him. Just one. And that is surrender. And that is surrender. That I would step back and understand he created my life with purpose and meaning. And the reason he came was to give me relationship with him again. And all he asked in return is that I would surrender. See, Mary had a choice. It was her plans or God's purpose. It was her dreams or God's destiny. It was her desire to control or God's calling on her life. And you and I have the exact same decision to make. But it's a decision that we make over and over and over again. It's not just a one-time decision. We, we think maybe sometimes, some way in the way we do church in the United States is really we have this, well, I have this one time where I prayed a prayer and I asked Jesus to be in charge of my life. And we think that that's kind of what this Christianity thing is all about. And I, I need to tell you that's not what it is. It's an ongoing relationship. So you cannot be 87% surrendered to Jesus, right? It is, is a daily choice. And I, and I want you to see it in Mary's life because it wasn't just a choice she made in that moment when the angel came and she said, let it be. Mary had this let it be life. When you think about all the things she went through, because the last thing she wanted to be doing in her pregnancy was running off on a donkey to Egypt, right? She, 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 they're traveling and she was like, okay, if this is what God wants. If you remember the story, Jesus got lost one time. Anybody ever lost a kid? What a horrible feeling. Is it to lose a kid? You don't know where your kid is? Even if it's 30 seconds, it feels like a lifetime. And Mary and Joseph lost Jesus when he was a kid. And he was at the temple, right? Doing his business. But when she found him, she said, okay, this is what it is. And I got to think that maybe he was picked on as a kid because maybe he was a little different than the other kids. So maybe the other kids had things to say that were, and Mary had to deal her whole life going, you know, God, this is not what I pictured. This is not at all what I had in mind. This is not the like the little white picket fence and perfect little dreams and, you know, 2.3 children and a white picket fence and no cats because they're satanic, but dogs, right? Just kidding to some of you. But, 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 but no, listen, but she's got to have had a picture in her mind. And I got to think 
Nothing in Mary's life went like probably that 13-year-old had sat and dreamt and pictured it going. I know she never dreamt of one day watching her son be nailed to a cross. I know that. But that was her role and story that God had for her to play. To fulfill the destiny and calling and purpose that he has. And here's my challenge to you tonight. What is it that you're trying to control? I'll say it again. When you overestimate your ability to control, you underestimate the power of who God is. Everything in our culture, listen, this is so true. Everything in our culture tells us to live completely opposite to what I'm saying right now, right? Right? I'm going to get mine. (laughs) Right? I'm going to get mine. I'm going to take care of things. I'm going to fix. I'm going to do. And the the message that God has for us is completely opposite. Listen to Matthew 10 and 39. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. To follow Jesus is surrender. Now, I'll be honest. I don't like that message any more than anybody else. Because I'm a control freak. Like, I I have ideas of what we're going to do. My wife will tell you, I regularly will say, okay, we play this little game. Or I go, okay, five years from now, right? Five years from now, the girls will be this old. What are you driving? Where are we living? What? And because I'm a planner, because I'm, th- I'm trying to plan towards, like, what are, what is she desiring? And what does she think this should be the way we do? And, right? And, and do we not do, do we not have these agendas and thoughts of what it should be? What my business should look like? What my kids should look like? What my house should look like? And, and, and what, what I want to say to you tonight and what I want you to hear is the story of Christmas is a story of God surrendering to the limitation of being a baby. That he might grow up and give us relationship that we might turn around and surrender our lives back to him. And fulfill the destiny and the purpose that he has for every single one of us. Surrender is a daily, daily choice. You don't always have the power to control. But you always have the power to surrender. He wants us to trust us. He wants us to trust him with his entire life. See, he created us purposefully. And even though life seems to continually try to wreck us, anybody ever feel like you go through those seasons where you're just like, can I cut a, can I get a break, man? Can, can I get, like, just seems like this and, you know, something happens and the dryer, dry, oh, who wants to go buy a dryer? The dryer broke, right? The, the water pump in the car just went out. Why is my kid sitting over there eating nail polish? (laughs) Listen to me. Every curveball that life throws at us, God has an answer for it. Every curveball he has an answer for. And can I tell you, it's a really good answer. It may not feel good at the moment, but it is a good answer. God has not fallen asleep. His attention is not somewhere else. He sees it all. He knows it all. But he will not, listen, he will not barge into your life and take over. That's not who God is. So when you and I get into a problem and we have a struggle and something sort of hits us out of nowhere and we go, God, where are you? Here's the answer. I've been right here the whole time. I'm just waiting for you to give me control. I'm I'm just waiting for you to surrender. I'm just waiting for you to say, God, how do you want me to do this? How is it that you want me to? And so 
I believe that you're here tonight, every single one of us, and this includes Mike. I think you're here tonight because God wanted to invite you to surrender something. So my question to you is, what is that? What is your let it be? What, what is it that God would say to you, look, 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 I, I've got this situation, this business situation, this relational situation, this kid situation. I, I've got that. I've got your life. I, I've got an idea. I've got a, a purpose and a plan that, that is for your life. And I'm a gentleman. I, I'm, he's not going to barge in. He's not going to take over. He's going to wait for you to say, hey, God, I, I'm so tired of being tired. I'm so tired of hitting the wall in this area. I'm so tired of running around the city. And some, I surrender. I, I, I want to do it the way you have for me to do it instead of continuing to run around the same mountain over and over again. Romans 10 and 9. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. It may be that tonight some of you need to surrender your life to God for the very first time. You've never actually had a moment, a moment where you stopped and you said, okay, God, I, I surrender. And that's what that verse says. That all, all you have to do is confess, Jesus, I make you Lord. And it's a hundred percent surrender. And it's a get up tomorrow morning and I surrender as best as I can again. Are we going to fail? Of course we fail. Of course we, we, but I get up tomorrow morning and I surrender again. And it's a life of Continuing to say, God, what is it you want out of this day for me? What is it that you want me to do? Who is it that you want me to touch? Where is it that you want me to work? Where do you want me to live? Who do you want me to marry? Where do you want me to go to school? That's the surrendered life. And here's the challenge I want to put to you. If we could just be a little bit more like a 13-year-old a couple thousand years ago, right? That whatever it is that God brings your way, that whatever it is that life brings your way, that we stop and go, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to learn? I, I, I surrender to your plan and what it is that you have for me. For the rest of us, though, God brought us here to give you the opportunity to surrender something, something that you've been trying to control. What is it that God is asking you to surrender to him and let him take the driver's seat in? Students, maybe you're trying to control your future. You're stressed out about what you're going to do and what you're supposed to be and where you go to school. And God already has a plan for that. Fathers, trying to control things at work and at home and relationships and that struggle. Be a man and all. And God's got a plan for you if you surrender to him in that. Moms, trying to juggle every plate in the house. Right? Trying to do it all at once and juggling all the plates. And all the time... Feeling like you stink at all of them. That guilt feeling, that struggle inside of you. And, and, and God would, look, would put this call to you. If you'll surrender it to me, I'll walk you through it. I'll help you. God, where are you? I'm right here. Right here. All I want is for you to call out to me and surrender to me. And let, and, and let me show you what I have planned for you, what I have for you. Singles. Maybe you're feeling like you have to compromise what you believe if you're going to find somebody. If somebody's going to love you. You to, but I, I, I want you to consider surrendering your singleness to God and seeing what God wants to do right now while you're single, not later when you're married. It's, it's, it's simply a humility that has to come. James 4 and 10, humble yourself before the Lord and he will 
lift you up. What is that? Would you close your eyes for just a second? What, what is it that the Holy Spirit would say to you right now? I want you to let go of. What is that area that right now you are just holding on to so much? Trying to control. Is it your entire life? Is it the reality of releasing your life to God for the first time? Is it business related, kids related? What is that particular area? God, right now, I just ask that you would speak to each person. Give us real clear understanding of what it is, God, that we've just been trying so hard to grasp. Give us courage tonight to respond. Let it be as you would have and surrender in the way that you would have us surrender. For those that need to surrender their heart for the very first time, right there where you are, just say, Jesus, you're Lord. I recognize you as Lord for the first time in my life and I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Give me strength, God, to do your version of my life. For those of you who have a specific thing, would you ask God right now, God, would you help me to trust you in whatever that particular area is? God, thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. Give us courage to respond and do what you're calling us to do tonight. We ask you. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Would you do this for me? Because a thought that's in your head is just an intention. How many of you know that intentions don't get you very far? Right? Like, I intended to do this and I intended to do that. So I'm going to ask you to do something kind of bold. And this is if God told you that there's a particular area that you need to surrender tonight, I'm going to ask you to take one of the connection cards that's there in the, in the, and I want you to write it down on there. I want you to write it down and you may go, why? Like, what is the big deal of that? But there's just something about an action as opposed to just an intention. Do you understand what I mean? And I am the only one who's going to read these. Nobody's going to see this. This is personal. This is you and God. And I'm going to pray for you. But I, I just want you to sort of, it's almost like signing a contract, sort of. You know, there's just something too. So would you do that? Would you would you take a connect card and, and down there under the part where it says other? Would you write, I'm letting go of whatever it is. I'm, I'm surrendering my heart and my life tonight. I'm surrendering my marriage because I've been trying to over control my spouse I'm surrendering God and my kids to you because I know they're yours anyway and so would you help me to raise them in the way that you have what what is it for you and I'm, I'm just asking would you respond by actually writing it down tonight and what it is that God's calling you to do and then if you've got prayer requests there's a place in the back we'd love to pray for you um, and our prayer team would be more than happy to pray for you so tonight, as, as we go, um, again, let me just say Merry Christmas from Church of the Lakes. We're glad to have you tonight. We're glad you took the time to come out here. Um, those Connect cards and your any giving, tithes, and offerings, there's buckets in the back. There's little boxes. There are blue boxes. And you could drop those in on your way out tonight. Um, but for me, if, I, if you consider me your pastor, uh, from your pastor, let me just tell you Merry Christmas. I love each and every one of you. Um, and excited to see what God's going to do in your life as we get into a new year. Amen.
Let me pray for you one more time and then I'm going to let you go tonight. Father, thank you for time in your word tonight and time in your presence. And now, God, I pray a peace as we get together with family and friends. Pray, God, help us to to carry peace into each of the relationships and and especially those that we struggle with. And uh, and God, give us a, a clear vision of why you've given this time above and beyond the commercialism, but the reality of what it means to surrender our lives to you and see you work through us. So thank you, God. I ask a blessing over every household here. We pray it all in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a great rest of the week. We'll see you next Sunday.